Yeah. Well, Blog um, radio. can you hear something in the background? I can. Okay. I thought that was our bar text. was calling our bar text. Kids are out of school. Um, things are 
summer, people are putting in trips to the beach, to the woods, wherever it is they go. They're not thinking about going to participate in an Austin uh, midterm election. And I think it was a cynical gesture on the part of the General Assembly. Obviously, there was legislation that was passed at the federal level that made a September primary more difficult to implement. Uh, it's not to say they couldn't have done something in the spring. They were on springtime. Kids are in school, the parents are focused. Voters are more voters are checking the mailbox. And, uh, this just reeks to me and others like incumbent protection. And things like this are a free potential cynicism about our political process. Yeah, and primary election service uh, don't have that high of a turnout to begin with, so making it as terrible high as possible is possible. I totally agree. And the other thing is, you know, much has been written about the blue wave of coming. Donald Trump and his multiple crimes against democracy and decency is going to inspire a wave of big D democratic activism, a lot of which we've never seen. And I'm not seeing a lot of evidence that the anger and revulsion against Trump at the national level is transferring into rabid activism in these down ballot local races. I think people are saying that there's a new way of coming. Interesting. And and at the and at day's end, uh, people are still looking for the same thing from their local areas that they've always looked for. Safer communities, out of schools, uh, decent delivery of public services, whether it's trash trash collection at the local level or Street repair and maintenance at the county level, or uh, fiscal responsibility at the state level. I don't think you're gonna. Ha- I don't think this model where down ballots running for house of delegates or state senator, broadcaster, or register wills will say, "Let's send Donald Trump a message. Vote for me." Right. Exactly. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Down ballot candidate will respond to what. Sorry, I don't know. Your significant other. Alex Butler, director of the Comptroller Franchise too, a graduate of Salisbury University, an accredited referee. He's going to be called several, he's going to be the center, he's going to refer many of my clients. Where is Alex? Right now, I think he's at the Mary Washington event, and then he might be heading to the state. I love Oh, so he's up until uh, Mary's over at uh, Peabody, right? Yeah. Nice. Just yeah. Yeah. Well. Look at this. Look at Ryan over here. Got a drink. You know what I can for him? Let's just let's just go big. Go big or go home. So uh, so Mary is at at Two Bar Heights. Yeah. Mary, yeah. make you safe. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Alex. So those are two races we're following. Comptroller Franco has obviously endorsed both candidates. Uh, he's put a lot of controversy into Mary Washington. He's known her for a very long time. He's actually known her for a while. And he has a, he has a different and you know, a social relationship with Nate. Nate knows the deal. Lynn, who would be delegate from the 46th district, represents the communities of South Baltimore, like Federal Hills, Fells Point, Locust Point, Auburnbine. Uh, went to school with Peter's son, Nick. And that is how we know each other. And so it's a, it's a personal relationship. 
Uh, they, they, they don't know each other much on a personal level. Nate has impressed Peter as a very thoughtful, hardworking guy. Who, um, he, is, he is certainly out there. And I think because of his background, because of his resources, he would be an independent voice and not, not just an automatic vote for House leadership. And we need more of that in this business. Ryan, are you getting ready to hop back on here? Sure. What do you think? And my friend Tom from Johns Hopkins University. And Tufts Kitty Strategy, Ted is so ably by David Lawrence. Getting ready to head out, Tom. I really appreciate you coming out. We have a mutual friend in the incomparable Dr. Pam Sheff, who is the director of the uh, of the Center for Leadership Education at John Hopkins University, one of my favorite people on earth. Please give her my best if you would, Tom. Go there. All right. It's a pleasure, man. Thank you. Stay in touch, please. So I think we got this, this radio thing figured out, and sometimes we get it right, sometimes we don't. It's okay. We Look, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock is that hour of experimentation. So I told Dr. Cromer to call back in because we got it figured out. Um, and uh, so my wife says now she can hear us. Oh, good. Yeah. Hi, Kim. Hey, Kim. So my wife is listening at home. And She's in Montgomery County, and uh, our kids are going to Kings Dominion tomorrow. Oh, nice. Not with, not, I, I'm not going. What's, so, the, what's our favorite ride? <laughs> we went to Hershey Park a couple of weeks ago. The first thing I had to get on is Super Duper Looper. Do you do rides? Yeah. Man, I don't, it's not you don't the, do it? It's not the rides that those guys are pulling together. What do you think? Did, uh, let's see if Dr. Cromer, does she do rides? Dr. Cromer, do you do rides? Um, I was just listening to your ridiculous. I heard her voice. Um, we hear her voice. <laughs> is this is this seriously your election analysis? <laughs> it is so loud. She she's gonna get so mad. She's, she's crying. She's crying. I can hear her. It's so loud. Can you hear me? I can't hear her at all. No. If you wonder what we're doing here, we're trying to hook up with. Oh, okay. I think it's I think it's streaming now. So I heard Dr. Cromer's voice, but I think it's too. Hi, loud. can you hear you... me now? Yeah, I can hear her. Now we can hear her. Okay, is she on? I think so. Hi, can you hear me? I think it's just too loud. Okay. Let's, let's keep let's keep plugging away here. Somebody's calling in. Hold on. I have another caller. Who's this? Hello, hello, hello. This is Ken Buckler from Boonesboro, Maryland. How's it going, Ryan? Yeah, we still can't hear. Say, hang on. Because like I tell you what, we're trying. We got the loud music going on in here, and it's just a little bit difficult. So. So we're live here on aminordetailradio.com, and you can find us on the web at aminordetail.com. And here with my co-host, Lynn Foxwell, and we are talking all these election results. Dr. Cromer's on the phone. She's being very patient. She's never going to come on again. My Leah, please just get an Uber and come on over to West City. Seriously, <laughs> it's just uh, we know where you live. Uh, it's 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 ten minutes away at most. Come on over. Yeah. She's like. Wait, uh, can you hear me I now, Ryan? Can you hear me now? It's so loud. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Jim Loke. Oh. Um, so 
the, the results should be streaming in here soon, right? So we're just going to have, I think we're going to have to get the coffee taking calls this evening. So for those of you who are local. She's in, in the Bahamas. Oh, okay. Dr. So, Grover's in the Bahamas. Oh, that's right. So maybe, maybe you can't slip over here. How did she get to go to the Bahamas on election night? Well, she's that the boss. That shouldn't be allowed. She's the boss. She is the boss. <laughs> um, because she's fancy. Let's she said she's fancy. She is fancy. Yeah. Do they have giraffes in the Bahamas, Malia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so we were talking earlier about uh, about Eastern Shore races. Professional race is obviously going to be the big race yeah. uh, in that community. But the other race that's, that's attracting some interest is the delegates race in District 37B, which is about that. That's Talbot, Dorchester, Wiconico, and a part of Caroline County. Yeah. Uh, you have in, in the sub district, you have two incumbents, John Mounts, Chris Adams. Is Johnny going to win? Going to win. It is, it is a, it is a Talbot County best bar. District. He has the best damn bar in Talbot County. He's at Z Street, baby. Yeah. yeah. And Johnny has Johnny has a good voter base in that district. He works it well. He stays close to home. He ran into a little he ran into a little bit of rough sledding on a on the earlier this year, but yeah. he seems to have wallpapered it over and I think Johnny's gonna be fine. You think so? Derek, I do. Uh, and he's been he's he's run a very effective campaign as he always does. You know, the big race is going to be between Chris Adams, who is the other who hails from Wicomico County. He is fielding, he is sending off a primary challenge from a very, very strong contender, a young man named Keith Rapier. He is a store owner in Cambridge. He also has a store in Talbot County called Crabby Grass, and he has run a very high-energy campaign. Um, and Chris has taken some. Chris has taken some criticism for um, voting against the reform on tap bill in a district that has three craft breweries: RAR, Evolution Craft, and the Eastern Shore Brewing Company in your favorite town of St. Michael's. Ah. Um, adding to Chris's problem is the fact that he has a another Wicomico County candidate in the race, a woman named Nika Kadamo, who yeah, uh, I heard about that. Win, I don't think. I don't think she has the base, but she she'll certainly pull for him, and this should be his stronghold in Wyoming County. So I'm interested in seeing how that race shakes out. You know where I grew up, we were in crazy football out there. I mean, look, with primaries, you have Andy Serafini's going to host the election. He's a good man. Yeah, great. He's a consummate uh, legislator, great delegate, our great state senator, and I'm happy because he, he really understands finance. He's a financial planner. So he's gotten down there and taken on some tough budget issues. Now, I don't always agree with him on social issues, and that's okay. But he has really built relationships in Annapolis, unlike his delegate counterpart, Neil Parrott. Yes, I think that's fair to say. Neil Parrott has gone down and uh, I think uh, has has blown up the place, first, I would say, in a way that hasn't always been constructive. Look, Neil Parent sticks to his values. I get that. I respect that. I respect that he has hardcore, but I will say that he hasn't done too much across-the-board um, consensus building with Democrats. He's done the MZ petitions, you remember, when in 2000, like all of them failed. And that was when gay marriage was on the ballot, and Maryland you know, he took it to the ballot, and we passed it. Yes, I voted for it. But, but yeah, I, I think 
think that the political approach of people like Delegate Barrett, it's really more, it, it, it's, it's not so much a commentary on him individually as much as it is a commentary on the on the state of our political system where you have these where you have these district lines that are cut to accentuate the advantages of partisan incumbency where the democratic incumbents are ultra democratic districts and republican incumbents are ultra republican districts and as in whereas twenty years ago and before lawmakers had to construct an appealing argument to attract independents and reasonable people from the opposite side of the aisle. That doesn't happen anymore. David Moon, District 20, a great guy, after sway a Republican voter as long as he is a delegate from District 20. That's just the nature, it's just the composition of his district. His only threat would come from the same is true of a guy like Neil Parrott on the other side of the coin. Um, you know, David Moon has taken some interesting He's done a really great job as a legislator looking at criminal justice reform issues. I'm a libertarian to the core, right. and I, I am a social conservative, and, or I'm a social liberal, classical sense, and I am a fiscal conservative. And that, but you know, I think he's much more progressive in the then, but I got to tell you, he's really done some great work in it now. I've been impressed. He's one of my favorite delegates. You know, I, I am too. And, and I and I don't agree with everything uh, he advocates for, and I don't have to. I don't, I'm not I'm not delegate to his constituents. I think he's a thoughtful guy. And, and we're getting an, we're getting another update from Kelly uh, Brookbank. Stay tuned here. Oh, yes, of course. I should share the uh, a minor detail. A minor detail. So I'm going to share. We're, we're, we're working through our difficulties. That's okay. We'll be here all night, guys. Yeah. We have plenty of time. Thank you so much. Uh, and the other thing I'm impressed with, Ron, as long as we're talking about David, I think politically, he is as mechanically sound in terms of his strategies and tactics as any politician flying a straight in that one. So I don't know what he wants to do in the long term. Uh, I do think so. He choose to climb the political ladder. He has a lot of upside. Do uh, something, Lynn, about districts. Let's see. Let's pick a district. Forty-seven. As our our Jimmy O'Connell likes to call him, Red Jimmy Tarlow. Red Jimmy. Red Jimmy. <laughs> What's that about? Well, you have you have two incumbents who have done absolutely nothing wrong. Uh, Delegate well, doctor. except for maybe making up a fake doctor's Okay. He, he or she who is without sin, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I know, but, but but that's a legitimate issue, I think, to me. I mean, I reported on it, and I, a lot of people gave it some feedback and said, hey, look, this, this is someone that uh, that doesn't have a, an authentic doctor's degree, and she's calling herself a doctor. And I think that came out, and people want to talk about it. And the other thing is, who cares? Well, who, who cares? Who cares? I think people with PhDs care. Who, I mean, I mean, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Why would you try to press the electorate by having a, yeah. who well, their yeah. extra delegate yeah. have a PhD? If they happen to have one, that's great, but it's not a prerequisite for the job. Anyway, Diane Fidel Jimmy Tarlow, uh, who is affectionately referred to as uh, Red Jimmy by Mario. <laughs> Red Jimmy Tarlow. <laughs> and I don't have a thing in the world against Jimmy Tarlow. No, I don't either, He's always been friendly with us. He's 
he and Diana have both treated the town bowl with a great deal of fairness yeah, and respect. So they are fending off a very strong challenge from Julian Ivey. Julian Ivey. And Julian is, is the uh, heir of, a, of an impressive political family, uh, a decorated political family. Glenn Ivey uh, was the, uh, the state's attorney. And Prince George's county. ran for Congress uh, for two Congress, years ago. Ran, ran for and his wife, Glenn's wife, Julian's mother, Jolene, they uh of the House of Delegates and performed very well as Doug Ganso's running mate and his unsuccessful bid for the Democratic gubernatorial nomination in 2014. Julian is a smart, impressive, good looking guy. And Peter has endorsed him. He's Daniel. a young guy. He is a young guy. Is, How old is he going? Like 22? I mean, he's right yeah, out of school. Yeah. He's, and, and uh, his family's impressive. I think he's going to win that race. And I, it wasn't shot Do you think he beats uh, Jimmy? Uh, you know, I'm not sure what one he beats. Uh, it would be the more vulnerable to just yeah. knowing past voter behavior. Uh, it also wouldn't surprise me, Ryan, as he came in first. He, yeah. has, he has waged an effective campaign. The man knows who he's doing. Well, let me try another call. And I don't know if it's going to work. And, and we're heading up to the nine o'clock hour. Yeah. So. I think my friend Ken Buck is on. Ken, is that? Yeah, I'm on. Can you hear me, Ryan? Still no go. So, um... <laughs> Dr. Cromer wants to talk about Leisure World. What about Leisure World? Well, what, what should we talk? I don't know. What, it's big. It has a lot of votes, and uh, everybody went to visit uh, Leisure World today. As a as a very strong part for the race, and if you want to for office in Montgomery County, if you want to for office statewide, a just must be the leisure world. Yeah. In fact, my first my first assignment as a constituent services officer for Governor Glenn Denning back in the, in the late nineties was working with the Maryland State Highway Administration um, to try to get a traffic light. I don't recall the details now, but it was something. It was a traffic, traffic signal that was reported by the people of Leisure World uh, at Norbeck Road, which is obviously in that area. And I was told under no uncertain conditions they were going to get this traffic light. It was a public safety, and it was influenced in no way by the fact that they always turn out 100% voter performance on, on election day. So I'm going to hit the refresh page on right. the uh, State Board of Elections. <laughs> uh, nothing's happening. Shocking. Nothing's happening. So it's only it's only nine o'clock now. It's only nine o'clock. But so we should, we should breaking news. Nothing is happening at not at line at nine o'clock. We yeah. should at least start seeing Something. some of the early votes, and then we'll go through that and analyze what what right. the hell's going on. We should at least uh, at least be yeah. kind of a guidepost for how about early voting this year? Two was it up two hundred and sixty six percent left? Yeah, and. and but what we but then on the flip side is uh, no one came out today. So are we seeing that we know of right? Or so are we seeing a surge of activism, or yeah. uh, are we just seeing a redistribution of the voting of the voting electorate? Let me try this again and see if we my buddy Ken. He's a politically astute guy. Hey Ken, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me, Ryan? We can't hear you. So it's just a loud place. Once you have once. Uh, uh, message in there. Yeah, why don't you just message me, Ken? So I'm going to hang up because we can't hear anything you're saying. The music's on, and you can hear us, but you can't hear. But I'm... We'll, take, we'll take your questions. We'll take um... your questions. <laughs> Another time, we'll get to a place with less music in it, but no worries. We'll uh, figure it out. We'll yeah. be back here on the... 
they didn't do this on the general election night. Should we? Yeah. I'll get a hotel that night. Right. We, just, we, can, go, we can go to a library or something like that. Yeah, library. As long as, they, as long as they serve beer. By the way, I cleaned something up. Um, I posted on my Facebook page uh, about an hour ago that I was drinking um, I was drinking a beer from a great Virginia brewery called the Droid Theory, and I got some back some of you because of disloyalty to Maryland beer. Uh, I assure you that was a one-time thing, one-time thing only. Back to drinking a great lager from my friend, Body Height. So, um, Dick O'Keefe, Tim Scout, and if you're listening, I've come back home. I'm drinking Maryland beer, the best in the world. Mm, well, I'm drinking, uh, my drink. Oh, a, we're here at Wet City in Baltimore City. Wet City Brewing here in Baltimore City. I'm excited because I'm here with my friend Lynn Foxwell at the top of the hour on a minor detail radio. And some of you are following. We're, go ahead and wave, Lynn. So, we're live on Facebook on blogtalkradio.com, a minor detail. And we're giving you state election results. People are checking furiously their social media feeds, wondering, hey, are we going to win? What, what, what are these races going to be? Are the, are the races ever going to be called? Are they going to be uh, called? Are, are we going to have conclusive outcomes this evening? Because remember, not only dealing with a one-hour delay, but we're also dealing the, with, the still, with the, this issue with 80,000 votes that we know of. Let me tell you, that first second, we, we see numbers coming. Yeah. It's going to be the old shit moment. Yeah. And then we're going to go, oh. And we're gonna. You think so? What's yeah, your, well, what's, I just think that what's gonna, your old shit moment? What do you think? Well, I, I, I gotta tell you, um, this. I think the gubernatorial race is the big race we're gonna Yeah. I'm interested in looking at the between the, the, the jealous, where the jealous votes come from, where the Sharon Baker votes come from. Uh, the third out will be PG County, and what's gonna happen in Western Maryland and Eastern Shore? Right. That's the big one. I mean, where do you think these votes are gonna come? They didn't spend it. These candidates, uh, as a whole, didn't spend as much anywhere. It's uh, really been, and I'll just now that it's over with. The poll, all polls have, I believe, closed. Oh yeah. This is this is this has been the dullest and most gubernatorial primary <laughs> race of my lifetime. Yeah. And uh, you know, there was a time when, you know, as a junkie, you or I could go six months before the election and find one of the candidates and say. Who's your steering committee in Cecil County? Who's your steering committee in St. Mary's County? Who is it? Who's in, your county coordinator? Who's your county coordinator? Who's, and there would be a name. There'd be a county commissioner. There would be a treasurer. There'd be something. And it's very, it's been very, very difficult this year. And I don't, I don't have a firm grasp of the reason. But the, but the voter apathy has been off the charts. That's yeah. getting for your election. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So we're still. Fresh in the page. When do you think it come down? You think maybe around 9:30? Well, I mean, in past years, Ryan, as soon as the polls close. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! We got some, we got some numbers. Some numbers now. We got numbers. Um, and looking at the, we're starting with District 18 here. Uh, at the at, at, at first, it's looking like, and, the, and again, these are just early voting totals. Car. Emily Shetty. Yeah. Solomon. Yeah, that's the and then in fourth place. Leslie Milano, very Yeah. 
very impressive. And uh, Joel Rubin is fifth, and then Myla Johns uh, uh, sixth place. Okay, let's keep going. So, okay, where are we at on? Let's just go right to the gubernatorial race. All right, let's see. Okay, we got Baker. Oh wow! Vangelis is one early. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it. Not yet. No. No, not yet. No, I think John. Going to pull this out, 38 to 31. Let's see. Get on the six. No, no, no. Let's go back and, let's go back and, and break so, down these numbers. So break down the numbers here. Um, so, so in case you're not on, you have Allison, Susie Turnbull from Montgomery as his percent of the uh, of, of the primary vote. And again, early voting. Second is Rashawn Baker, his yeah. running mate, uh, city attorney Liz Ember, 31 percent. And then it drops, and it's, it's really a two-horse race at this point. Third is uh, Jay at 8.4, and then Chris Vinaraja and Sharon in fourth place. Oh, Chris, Chris is actually beating Rich Madalena. Chris is running an impressive race, and I will say Chris and Alec, who's not putting up a good showing in early. Yeah. Nonetheless, these young people have impressive futures ahead of the Democratic Party. Do you want to check in on the 6th District? Uh, I do. So... An interesting race. Trone at 39, Miller at 34, Mano at 11, Mano at 11, Senator collected a lot of labor endorsements. Yeah, yeah. Ami Hober is killing it. I mean, yeah. it's not even close. She's not, she's the nominee, of course. Yeah, of course. So, so, and uh, we don't have election. Day. We're starting to get a, it looks like we're getting a couple of election day results in. Wow, Tell Trone you got 5,561 votes. Or Aruna got 4,900. So, I mean, there's – who knows what's going to happen, right? we, we don't know. We have a long way to go. Let's, yeah. Let's go – Where's the Mano vote on this one? We mean, where's the Mano vote? Where's the – Roger Mano is at – He's in – 15. Okay, so he's in essentially third, third place. And, uh, and, and it, it had been shaping up in the, in the closing weeks. At least the, the sense was among the – yeah, I mean yeah. that was. Uh, um, let's let's go to the Montgomery County executive. Yeah, let's race. go to the executive race here in Montgomery. Where's it at? Everything. There you go. Okay, you ready for this? All right. So Ficker. Gonna be the gonna be the. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> look at this. Well, we got I'll a tell race. You what, we got, we a, got race. a race. We got a race, folks, with the Montgomery County executive race. It is. Three hundred votes difference between Mark Elrich and David Blair, and then let's see. Mark is leading. David is. And 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 again and again, this is just early voting. Yeah. Uh, none none of the two hundred and fifty five precincts in Montgomery County have been reported on election day. But if this trend were to continue, uh, it's a close race. And you, remember, we have. According to the MBA, 80,000 provisional ballots won't be counted until July 5th. And so the question is, if it remains close, are we going to see are we going to see a clear-cut winner tonight? So let's look at wow, Gabe Albernaz is is cleaning up. So well, let's see, Hans Reimer is cleaning up. And Hans, so it looks like it's Gabe. But Mount Maryland Balcom's doing very well, 7,000. Um, Will Juwando's at 12,000. Hans, Hans Reimer is at 14, so it looks like it's Hans 
Will, and then Evan Glass is Evan doing Glass nine. He's at nine seven. And then is anybody up else in the nines? So we got Hans at uh, fourteen thousand eight oh eight. Will at twelve one thirty six. Evan at nine seven seven one. Um, but, th- but think, think about that. I and mean, just, just this race with so many candidates on the ballot. And what, and what does Hans have again right now? Okay, Hans is in at thirteen percent. Hans is the demo, is the front runner yeah. in the at-large race with thirteen percent of the vote. Yeah. Okay. And, look, look at this. Andrew Friedson. Hey. Aha. Andrew Friedson. That's okay. <laughs> So we got Friedson, and uh, and it is a race between Friedson and Ansel Gutierrez, a veteran lawmaker, a veteran lawmaker, ballot for many many years in many different and capacities. Musselman's not even close. No, it's not, is he? Um, so let's look at. There's another big race, um, and it looks like Sidney Katz is beating Ben Schneider, which he put up a great front. And so he's at Sydney Katz is at 2,900 votes, 56 to 43. Um, just looking at uh, Barbara, the, the current uh, circuit court, she's winning there against Alan Bowser. Let's, let's go if let's go if we could to Baltimore, Baltimore County. Yeah, let's take the contested county executive yeah. race, which has turned exceedingly nasty in the closing weeks as some. Money has come into this the is race. Fun, isn't this it? is this, really fun. We're getting into it. Yeah, we should do Oh my God. This is uh, so let's go here by Baltimore County. Baltimore. Baltimore. Out in the county. All right. You know, so we got Pat McDonough in beat. Well, well, oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You and, know and what? Let me let me break some news here tonight that we have Al Redmer is leading Pat McDonough um, by 55. And I just want to say that this is good news for Larry Hogan. Absolutely. Pat McDonough, Larry Hogan does not want a Pat McDonough at the top of the ticket on an election. And Larry Hogan went all in on Larry on, on Oh, Alex. we got a race here. And it looks like it is a Jim Brochin and Vicky and look at all Johnny in race. O. Johnny O. Johnny is, o is not going away. Not going away at uh, Jim Brochin is at eleven thousand nine hundred two at a thirty-four and a thirty-two. But, but, I'll, but I'll, let's, let's take a let's take a minute again. We don't know where these are coming from, no. right? So let's stick with this for a second because there's a there's a, a story here. Early voting, Almond leads the early vote count with nine thousand four hundred six. Brochin is second at thousand eight hundred thirty-six, and Johnny O is in it at essentially eight thousand votes. So Vicky wins. Pushing the spare. In the election, again, we don't know where these votes are coming from, but at least early returns, she is third in the pack. If these returns were the hold, returns were the hold, it's going to have to be asked did the infusion of dark money through super allied with Jim Smith and Valley developers work to the work to the disadvantage of turn people off for vitriolic attacks? Funded by outside money. Yeah. 50, 50. Nope, we don't want that. That's a strike call. That's <laughs> uh, let me get the screen back up here. This, hey, let's check out Red Jimmy Tar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Red yeah, Jimmy. yeah, yeah. Red, Red Jimmy. Jimmy. Red Jimmy. Barry O'Connell will be happy of with course. that. Of course. 
Barry O'Connell. Barry uh, O'Connell. Let's see. Um, in, in 47A, right? Uh, I believe that's right. All right. Okay. Julian Ivey, 366. Diana Fennell, 1698. And then Red Jimmy Tarlu is at 13. Close race. This Close is going to be a hell of a race. It's going to um, go. It's going to go. It's going to be a late night at Barry, o- at Barry O'Connell's showroom. <laughs> Barry, second pot of coffee, buddy. You're in for a long one. He's in for a long yep, night. Yep. Um, one other race is, should we look at Washington's race? Please. I've been waiting for you to say that. Okay. Mary Washington's race. Okay. We're this is St. Mary versus the Machine right All here. Right. All right. Here we go. Um, Again, I want to live in a world where Mary can enter from the 43rd. In, Come on. Let's see. 43rd? 43. All right. So we got Mary Washington. Well, it looks okay. like she's at 55. Okay, we still got a long way to go. Now there are now there are three races uh, in this in, in Baltimore City. The other one, the second one is happening in the 45th district. That's Corey McRae, the president pro tem. Let's take a look at that. Let's one. take a look at it. All right, so that's going to be something. All right, so that's the four thirds. Okay, now we're going to 45. Uh, 45. This is Corey McRae McFadden. And Corey, well, is, Corey is, you know what? Racing him. He's cleaning up. Yeah. I, I mean, we're. I think we might be looking at a Senator elect Corey McRae. Yeah, and you'll yeah. have to call it too early. It's but. a good thing. Yeah, Corey, I mean, Senator McFadden, long distinguished career, yeah. fundamentally, uh, times change. Yeah, times change. Corey um, McRae is a big he's, he's a difference maker. Yeah. Um, I want to take a District 7 with all the Republicans. Yeah, so let's go up here, the House Delegates District 7 race. Now, can everyone hear or Are people following us? And um, so It looks like ah, look at Rick Polaria, 2492. Kathy Shalega, 23.4. Aaron Aracon is 2039. Um, a, a race in which uh, I believe Rick and Yeah. Delega, his uh, district mate. Yeah, know. district mate. And uh, Shalenka is right here. Where she at? She's right at the bottom. Yeah. Wow. 3797. Uh, that's uh, nothing. She was a she was the uh, candidate for the U.S. Senate uh, in 2016. Ran against Senator Van Hollen. She is a in the Gore campaign. Um, so we have some races here. Uh, let's go if we can. Let's go to District 37B. 37B? Yeah, I want to go to the Eastern Shore. For okay, a let's races. go back to the Eastern Shore here. All right, so we're going to be going two things. We're looking at Russell District 1 and Cal District 37B. 37B? Yes, sir. Okay. So we got Chris Adams is in second place. It's a two-person district. Two-person district. Johnny Mouse is doing really well. He's cleaning, cleaning up. up. Yeah. And uh, Keith Grathius is... Lagging the field at uh, 12.1. All right. Adams looking strong uh, to early voting. It's hard to see how that's going to be. Yes. Yeah. I want to take a look at District 15. Okay. Um, and uh, we talked about this. And uh, let's see here. Okay. Is first. So Kathleen Dumay is first. David Hidalgo is second. And then it looks like third and fourth. Looks like Amy Frieder did well, and then Kevin Mack is at one two nine seven, and Lily Chi is at seventeen sixty five. So 
boy, that's a race. So for for place, um, and then let's see. Are you not? Uh, I'm not. Let's go back. My friend Ed Friesen. Close time on the back. County Council District 1, and he is uh, performing very well uh, based on these very early. Right. Yeah, let's go back to. Uh, and we're getting these in real time, folks. Um, we're going to go back to Montgomery County. Um, to District 1 here. Let me just hit the refresh page. Oh, and, and if anything, Andrew has extended his lead. Yeah. Andrew is, Andrew is open virtually at 10 percentage point lead over Anasol Gutierrez. Yeah. So, um, incredible. I mean, it's, um, I'm going to go back to another race. Let's go back to uh, the 6th district race and see where we are. As we checked in first, David Trone was, um, so it went up a little bit for David Trone. Andrew's numbers went up. She's at 42.12. Um, David Trone is for 627 with 11 of the 237 precincts. And that's a race that kind of reminds me of the 2016 race, where it was between, you know, it was between the establishment and the, the businessman, well, I guess the outsider of Rapsley. Would you say he's an outsider? David Trone, I, I absolutely would. But it's interesting, yeah. it, it, it's interesting that while his ethic is, is that of an outsider, and he's never been as a, as a political candidate, yeah. he's never Never been accepted by the political class. Boy, when he when he's not on the ballot, it's amazing how many establishment politicians line up to get his money, yeah. right? Uh, and, and, and I and, and, and I just want to mention that you and I have talked about this. There is such an element of hypocrisy when it comes to uh, self-funded candidates in a party. Uh, you have you have people like David, obviously running for Montgomery County Executive, David Cronin seeking the 6th District Congressional nomination. And they are largely self-financing the races, and it inspires so much pearl clutching and lunging for the Davenport, figuratively speaking, from candidates who who mock concern about the impacts on democracy. But these same people who, who, be, who bemoan the influence of our big money in the, in the political system will go to those same people and national campaign contributions. And so it's okay like David Blair and David Kern to buy their election, but they can't participate in the political process themselves. Pisses me off. And it's one of the many, many reasons why people just politics and say this whole thing is bullshit. Well, I want to say that David Blair's numbers have dropped just a bit. Um, he's at uh, 27 and 28, but that's a race. That's a, that's that's a, a close, close race. race, you know. And David Blair, look at early voting, um, 8670, and then a day. So it could be it could be decided by a couple hundred and just a handful and just a handful of votes coming in uh, from the election day tally. You want to go back to the gubernatorial? I'd like to go back to the gubernatorial and then let's go to the first congressional district race. Okay, okay. Red Jimmy Tarlow. Red Jimmy Tarlow uh, <laughs> fighting for his political career. Yeah, we should have you come over and analyze some of these. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie's about. Three beers in at this point. Look at this. Who's driving you home, Ellie? Look at this. <laughs> it's a Ben Jealous race. I got to tell you. I, it, you know, this is a Ben Jealous race. There's, there, there's, and again, we don't know where these votes are coming from. We don't know if, if the, if 
we, we, what we do know is that we do have the statewide early vote totals in. Yeah. Ben Jealous, early voting by, it looks like, between 12 and 13,000 votes. So, so a convincing win. We don't know where the election day tallies are going to be, but uh, it's, it's hard to see how the election day trends are going to deviate from the early voting. I want to check one thing, Then uh, is there's a big race up, and you probably may follow tomorrow. The Western Maryland District One seat between Mike McKay and uh, Leroy Myers is and Nicole Cole. Myers, yeah. yeah. So let's She's see. People, yeah. yeah. Well, let me see uh, what's see going how... on up there. So that's C, and uh, could an incumbent looks like uh... no, 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 no. Looks like four years for uh, for the Lion of Cumberland. Yes. Yes. So, I like Nicole. Nicole, if you're Listening or and I, let, let me let me say this about my friend Jordan Isaac. I know Jordan. She's a attorney, the only attorney in the in the town of Hancock, Maryland. Have you ever been to Hancock? Never been to Hancock. Well, there's a there's a famous place called Buddy Lou's Restaurant. We got to do a live show up there. And yeah. So, um, so it looks like McKay's going to hold on. Let's let's, let's go to CD1. Um, Let's go to CD1. This is a this is a this is a district that stretches from the Lower East Shore. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. I mean, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not Hancock. It's not even close. Not yet. I mean, but yeah. Uh, Jesse, Griffin, who is a guy that I would put money into seeing Andy go down. I mean, yeah. Jesse's at 38.9 percent, thousand sixty. Three of the 294 precincts in so far. Allison Galbraith is at 420, and then Poland is in third place. So it's a. Uh, but, but what's interesting though, and again, I don't know where these votes come from uh, in the election day turtles. Galbraith and Coleman are running neck and neck. Yeah. Uh, again, they could be anywhere from Tony Town to We just don't know. Um, and uh, the other race that we need to check in on because it is a hot one. This is the 46th district Woo! house race. Nate Lowenfield. Yeah. On the machine. Okay. Let's see where Nate is. Nate for state. And Nate's at nine. And nine. Looks like Brooke Learman. She's leading, and I, I thought so. Brooke's an important. I mean, she was. She she led the uh, Democratic field in 46 last time. Yeah. Um. All right. What else are we going to go? Uh, let's go back to the. How about we go back to the sixth district? See what's going on there. All right. Seems like a big race. People watching that, you know, <laughs> the argument goes, look, you spend $10 million. You better get a return on his investment. A good businessman puts money where See what's going on there. And, you know, here's the, here's the thought. Um, who's going to win that in the fall? Is it Republican? Is it an insurmountable? No, it's, it's a Republican. It's, a, it, it's designed as a, as a Democratic lean. Now, of course, we, the history of that district, Starting in 2012, as we had John Delaney, uh, an economic plutocrat with unlimited resources, he ran. I mean, they're they're one. separated by a thousand votes there, and Nano looks like he's in place, and place is Nadia, mm-hmm. and the rest just marginal. So, I mean, I, I'm surprised to see a little. You know, Andrew Duncan, maybe he would do a little bit better. He's run. This is his third or fourth run I mean, for I, public office. I, I, after after so long, your race has just become you know a, an extra diminishing returns. Uh, yeah, he's right. He is he's a beloved figure in, among the 
activists in that district. But I want to go, Congress, this isn't going to happen. So I want to go back to the governor's Larry Hogan cleaning up there, 75,400 votes. Not a whole lot of competition. Let's see how Peter Franchard, the Tom yeah, going see. for his fourth term. All right, let's see the big franchise. Who we got a, a great uh, a great supporter here. What's going on, controller Peter Francho? You ready for this? All right, let's get Wow, one hundred seventy-seven thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not going to have too much problems in the uh, in the general election because his uh, I, I say that uh, his his Republican opponent, and I should say this nicely, that she's about a half of a cocktail short of a, a lime wedge. So but she's a very nice person. I, uh, oh, is she? Oh, I adore Dolly. Yeah, I. I, I did a candidate form with her back in 2014 up in Harford County. <laughs> you're, you're nice. She's a, she's a no, good person, you know, and, and I, I salute anyone. It's just, okay. uh, yeah. uh, you know what? Let me tell you, I do too. Yeah. If you put your, people people don't do. understand how difficult it is to put your name on the ballot. True. Um, and I want to go back up to, let's go back up to the state senate. Um, well, you know what race that we need to check in on? What's that one? This is. Uh, the 13th district race. This is the, I'm sorry, 12th district. race, the PG race, the Petra, Petra, Petra. Well, let's do that, but let's, let's first go to Clarence Lamb versus Mary Kay Sigety. If you'll remember, this is in District 12. Uh, district this 12. is this is one where Ed Casemeyer... Uh, well, Clarence Lamb is, is boy, clean enough. So far. Yeah, that's not even a contest. Boy, that's a, that, boy. What do you think? 3805 uh, and then 12282. I want to check in. I want to check in. Senator Lamb. Yeah. I was with you all along. We, I just, I was just quiet. Yeah. Let's check in on the speaker's race. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. All right. And he's uh, what? Third. He's running in a four in a four person race, and this is in the in the sub district in District Thirty. Thirty. And he is running against. Thirty um, B or A. I think it's. All right. Yes. So Mike Bush is cleaning up with forty one percent of the vote. Not surprising. Alice so, King uh, second. What about Senator? Mike Miller. Oh, Tommy, let's, let's do it to it. All right. Mike Miller might go home and get his shine box tonight. Um, he's in District uh, 27. 27. Right. Battle for the Finnish immigrants, Tommy Macula. Okay, it's early. It's 72, 27. But what you is know? it saying that somebody's getting 20? Over 25%. That's the name. And, and Tommy had no money. I think the I think the thousand dollar contribution for his whole life is five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go back and uh, let's let's check in on the gubernatorial. Yeah. All right. So we'll refresh. But uh, so let's say, let's let's talk about these numbers. And, um, Baker thirty percent, thirty eight percent. And the county but look at this. I want to show you something. You got. I mean, she comes in third. All of a career. No, I mean, no question about. It. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, she's beating Catalino, who's been in Annapolis over half a mile. About what Chris started in his campaign announced is when this about her being a resident. Yeah. So that question whether she was out to vote in or whether she was an active vote. In the District of Columbia over the course of our entire campaign. She's an attractive candidate, a clear message. She ran a smart tactical campaign and well liked about yeah. Chris. 
she saved money until the very end. She did. And she performed a financial She ran this campaign. But you know what? Where, where do you think Alec Ross was the unfortunately it's like he's coming up short right. race and he's a great dynamic attractive and just an absolutely unique governor candidate. He wasn't able to go up on air. Right. And right. I think you know he raised money and kind of some hopes for him, but he's stuck at 2.2 percent. Was it just that message never? never well, I know, full disclosure, I support Alex and Alex is Alex dear friends. Uh, it looks like he is going to come up this evening. I think he's still across the future in this party. Uh, several months ago, and I said this race is going to come down to the Ben Jealous and the established candidates for Sharon Baker. Yeah. proven to be true. Your goal is to be that attractive third option with yeah. And I think part of the problem is that uh, Alec is so smart, so cerebral, that he just had a difficult time boiling his message down to something that you could fit on of a yeah. five by seven index card. Well, let's go through some of these other races. Um, we'll go back. Uh, yeah. District 18 race and see what's going on here. And it looks like um, the race is between the incumbent. Look, it's an incumbent year. If there's low voter turnout on election day, that typically, typically signifies that incumbents are going to do. No question about yeah, it. Absolutely. So it looks like it's an Al Carr race, an Emily Shee, and a Jared Solomon, and in a close. And then in third place is Leslie Milano. And you know, if she could make up some ground, we don't know, but it looks like for now that it's Emily. Al and Jared. That's going to be District 18. And let's check on that District 18 race between Wald Stricker and Dana Byer. Yes. Dana yes. Byer wins. She could be the first transgendered uh, in the country to serve in the state Senate, man. Right. So let's see how that's going. And my guess is is that it's uh, Jeff Waldstrike. Yeah, the Jeff Waldstrike. So yeah, you know, she this, spent a lot of money. For all this talk about progressive discontent. Uh, and, and the winds of change, at least in this early stage of the night, uh, proving to be a an establishment election. And it's proving to be a storm. It's a, except for Ben Jones. Except for Ben You know, Jones. notwithstanding that race. And um, I would respectfully suggest that was, I mean, and I'm just going to be completely candid here. It had less to do with the with, with issues of the jealous candidacy and more to do with the shortcomings of that of the punitive front runner with Sean Baker. Yeah. He's a good man. He did not run a great campaign. Good well, man. A great, a fine county executive. What I'd like to do is if we can go to State Senate District 40. Let's go to 40. This is another contested race. This is uh, incumbent Barbara Robinson against Antonio Hayes, current delegate. District 40. District 40, State Senate. Oh, that's uh, well, we this is the House of, De- House of Delegates District 40. It looks like Nick Nosby's doing really well there. Right, yeah. Okay, let me, go, let me go back here. Um, Again, there are three big races in the city. Five, okay. 43, and 40. So State District, District 40. District 40. Okay. So and it looks Tony like Hayes, Hayes is rolling. Yeah. Yep. So what do you make of that? Let's go back to, let's go back to Red Jimmy's race. Sending off Barry O'Connell. A spirited challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. 47A. Um, Red Jimmy Tarler, the line so of language. Look park. at this. So we got a real race here. Race. Julian Ivey is in second. Dr. Diana Fennell is not. Uh, looks like she's in first. And Jimmy, it looks like Jimmy could be out. I mean, 13, 6, 13, 20. And again, we're talking about a 
you know, 30 or 40 votes. 40 votes. There's going to be a recount if... Uh, well, and, you have, and again, I, I can't overestimate this, I overstate this enough. You have 80,000 provisional ballots out they're not going to be uh, until July 5th. This is one of those races that could remain in limbo for another few days. Um, if, go, if, I want to go back and tell the Baltimore County executive race. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go down here to Baltimore County. Yes, we do that. Uh, Baltimore. Ellie, you think we could get another beer? Yes. We have a tab up there. Yeah. You get yourself one, too. It's something to eat. Please. Under mine. What, what do you want? Uh, just give me, a, like, a Maryland IPA. An IPA. And uh, I'll have the same. And I'm under my under box. All right, thank you. Okay. All right, Baltimore so County look at that. Race. Al Redmar, this is the best news. Let me tell you something. My, and this might not be totally astute now, but i got to tell you. Larry Hogan is in the Cooner's Mansion right now. He is jumping Absolutely. up for joy. I bet he's having a beer himself because he said, why in God's name would I ever Pat McDonough on my ticket in Baltimore County. He could that, have. He could, that would have been that would have been Kathleen Matthews' best friend would be Pat McDonough. Pat McDonough was the entire summer and fall saying things about racist, racist things about about black voters, Latino voters, you know, God knows what else. And every day, Larry Hogan. Yeah. So it looks about. like, um, wow, Rogan's taken off on this. And look who's in second place. Again. Yeah, Vicky Allman. Oh, no, Johnny. Vicky is cratering on election day. I think that male, I think this dark money, if these, if these trends are to hold, obviously what happened between the early voting and election day, the, the victory slate, headed by Jim Smith, came in with a surge. And he came under Criticism. She came under criticism, and the, this is these are Case Rally developers once again trying to buy the Baltimore County Executive's office. It didn't wear, well, and I think we're seeing a rejection of that to this early stage. And look it, at Sheila Ruth. Uh, you know, a lot of people saw her saw her as someone that might do well in in, in this race, but yeah. she she's down to Tom Quirk. So, and let's keep going through these races. Um, Anything surprising you see in here? Uh, Wade Catch in District 3, which is Baltimore County. Uh, you ever meet Wade? Uh, yeah. Wade's been in office, I believe, since 1974. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. running against Ed Hale, the the, the son yeah. of uh, a Baltimore business legend, Ed Hale. Yeah. Uh, Wade Catch's race. Well, I got to tell you, let's go back to, why don't we go back to the Montgomery County Press, what say you? All right, we'll check in on there. And it looks like it's an Elridge and uh, Blair race. Blair race so, at this point. Yeah. Yep. So uh, let's, let's do that, and then let's go back to uh, Maryland CD1. Okay. Uh, looks like it's taking a second here. Corey McRae, 62 to 38 over Senator McFadden. Looks like the end of a very distinguished group. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Well, hold on. A Still no- Let's do a refresh here. All right. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Okay, Ellie, could you come in and tell everyone what, what we're drinking here? This one's from Monument. Oh, nice. This one's from Cushwa. Yes. Cushwa out in Western Maryland. Yep. There we go. Right. Thank you. Cheers. Uh-huh. So our, our internet connection is a little slow. Thank you, Ellie. Oh, here we go. Okay, we're back up. And uh, wow, what a race. Mark Al. And David Blair separated by about, about 500, 500 votes. Yeah, 500. 
And uh, I, I think it's still early. Yeah, I think it's still early. Elrich had a built-in base. He had a ceiling, and he hit it. And I, and I got to tell you. Hey, Brian, let's, Brian, let me ask a question. Though. Yeah. Let's, let's, bear in mind, Montgomery County Poll is closed at 8 o'clock. Right? Montgomery Poll is closed at 8 o'clock. We kept, we kept three precincts open in Baltimore City until 9. Why do we still have virtually no data from, from the County unless you're That's pissing me an, off. An hour and 40 minutes after. Why so goddamn Election shouldn't be difficult in Ameri- in, in the world's most advanced democracy, why right? Can't, why can't we get this right here right. in Maryland? No, I, I don't know. And, I mean, why don't we... Ellie. Can we get it right? Oh, oh hey. speaking of Ellie, County, this is another test of Governor Hogan's strength. This is a state senate race between the wall and challenger Jack Bailey. Yeah. Uh, went after Wall for the vengeance, put a lot of time and resources in that race. Why Let's do you know. think he put so much resources in that race? Uh, uh, Which Wall, district is that? This is District 29. Very All right, well, let's check it. This is uh, House of Delegates 29, right? No, no, Senate 29. Senate 29. Let's take a look here. Looks wow. Like, uh, oh, wow. Jack, Jack, Jack Bailey. He's going to He's going to win. Governor Hogan is the boss. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're getting some, some District 20. That means Hogan-backed candidates are successful. We've seen it with Redmer, and we've seen it with Steve Wall. I mean, this is, this is going down. He's going down. He's going down. For, for no other evident reason other than he, he voted to override a couple of Hogan leaders. Man, I might to Western Maryland and uh, visit my old stuff. Thank you. I would like to see the stomping ground how Washington County's doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I could give you a little insight about what's that. Do you know much about Washington County politics? Washington yeah. County politics. So it looks like um, not a whole lot of uh, numbers in yet, but Terry Baker is an Jeff Klein's a good friend of mine. Good guy. He's a great guy. Just a hell of a Looks like Wayne Keeper is up and then... Uh, Randy Wagner's doing well. He's at 640 or 645. We don't have a whole lot of numbers out of there yet. Um, well, my, my friend. Looks Elizabeth, like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hall, a product uh, of the Do you know Elizabeth? Maryland. I do. Yeah, she's fantastic. I love Elizabeth. And it looks like she's going to be and, a high uh, Donna Brightman, board member, um, who's a hell of a person. She is doing really well, too. Only, you know, a couple, what, 20 or 30 votes separating them. So, and, you know, and, uh, Peter has engaged in, in Hager Sound politics on one big issue. He has he has been a steadfast supporter of a new stadium for the Hager yeah. Sound Sun. Oh. Gotta have it. Uh, my good friend Bernie Sendler, who's a first time candidate running for state attorney against longtime state attorney Sean. Bernie Sendler is the coolest guy I've ever met. He has a bright legal mind, and there is an opportunity. Look at these numbers. And he is out. He's out. Republican. This guy is working his butt off. He reminds me so much. And in fact, they're close friends with my good friend, Hagerstown City Councilwoman Emily Calvert. That's, that's high praise. And as, as you all know, Washington County can elect Democrats. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, the district represented for so long by, by John Donahue. Yep. Uh, yeah, we have some others at the local level. Pete Creamy is, uh, is running for a uh, He's running for a House of Delegates seat. That's right. And some district yeah. that was vacated by Brett Wilson. And, um, yeah, Pete Wilson, of 
appointed by the governor right. to a, um, a circuit court judgeship. Correct. And that is something that Brett has always wanted to do. Great guy. You know what? I have so much respect for Brett because he went and said, I'm going to be a legislator. And you remember the story in 2014 when he ousted longtime incumbent John was in office for 24 years. And then before that, in 2010, Chris Shank took out longtime incumbent Don Munson. And Don Munson then in 2012 got elected to city council. And I don't know if you heard or not, but listen, Don just had city council earlier this year because he's having some health problems. I, I heard about his health yeah. problems. We stay close. Uh, Peter has just, and, and we all do, have just so much love and affection for Don Munson. He's a good man. He has he has served so effectively for so long. I'm gonna um, go back to my I, home. Before, before we before we go, yeah. if we can, um, uh, check out District. Hold on, I want to say yeah. one thing. Can we check out District 17 in Gaithersburg? Cheryl Kagan, the state senator. All right, uh, and, Jim Gilchrist from the ticket, right? and he was bumping. He might go down tonight, and it, it could look like a Julie Polakovich car, uh, Kumar Barbe, and uh, Julian Hefner. So let's check out let's that. See what happens. All right. And so it looks like Barbe is leading with 2,500 votes, and then Lakovich Carr is in second, 2347, and Jim is 1834. So it looks like the ticket that they formed is the ticket that's going to happen tonight. Maybe. I mean, we well, don't know. Well, I remember it was one from the ticket. And Julie Polakovich Carr, of course, knocked on a lot of doors. She started since last year. Yeah. I remember some uh, had, uh, breakfast together. We base over uh, downtown Rockville at a, um, a place called First Watch. And so um, now let's go back to another rate to look at. Which one are we looking? I don't. Know what you want to look uh, at. Let's go to let's go back to CD one. CD one. All right. So it looks like we got CD one is big time. Look at that, right. Jesse. This guy. I'm telling He's but and it looks like a 12% margin seems to be holding. Yeah. And Allison is in, in is in second place, and he's in second place. And I wish she worked hard. And I and I listen. I gotta say, I've had my differences with with Allison and and some yeah. of, and some of the uh, tactics that were used. And this this is a young this is who worked very very hard, and she had hard district because of the sheer geographic dimensions of that district, going from Crisfield. The, the Cecil down the 95 quarter in Pennsylvania state line in Carroll County. Yeah. And she, for someone who's never done this before to run a race like this, if you can tell you one other political event in Howard County, I want to see how Alan Kittleman did. Uh, I mean, well, of course, but, I'm, but I want to kind of match it up. At? I want to match it up with the Democrats. Okay, yeah, yeah. Calvin Ball, yeah. Yeah, Calvin Ball. So we got to go over here to Howard County. And so, whoops, well, you know, look at this. So he's at 23 and Calvin Ball is at 76 nice. That's a real insurgency. Well, I mean, it, what do you think? Uh, look, uh, I, I think if you go back, you probably would have, you probably would have seen comparable numbers. Courtney Watson yeah. seeking the nomination. And it was a two-and-a-half-to-one Democratic advantage. Yeah. Uh, Alan Tillman was on yeah. Um, it's, what, what remains to be seen in that race is to does the second Ellicott City flood way over yeah. those mines. It's going to. And that's in just a second. Not enough. Yeah. Let's put 
Bridge County to see what's going on in that executive race, man. Okay. Um, it's a race between Kathy and the Republican side, um, Regina and um, uh, Kirby DeLauder. Now, now, you are an Absolute fan, correct? No. You've worked some no, really I'm not. nice. Oh, no? No. So <laughs> it, it does look like it's a uh, Abdali DeLauder race with 41% going to Kathy Abdali. That was to be expected. Jan Gardner's cleaning up, of course. Um, a lot of votes there. Um, and I want to go to my friend, uh, Danny. Um, oh, you're, you're moving my mouth. Oh, sorry. That's, <laughs> um, so he's cleaning there. That's, uh, that's not even going to be close. Kai Hagen. Uh, I know you know Kai Hagen, um, the Democratic candidate. He's got, looks like he's going to clean up there. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm also looking there, and let's stay on that for a second. Uh, go back to District 1 if you could. I'm sorry, I want to look real quick at the Board of Education race because there's some real wacky. Um, you got Liz Barrett, Jay Mason, Cindy uh, Rose. You don't want her in office. And Brad Young's doing well, my good buddy Brad. Now, you want me to get up here? County Council. There's a very familiar name. Yeah. And it looks like. He got hit pretty hard. Yeah, he did. They say that he's not that defensive. I think it's I think it's problematic because yeah. if there's no Democratic Party for two Democrats like Dale and Claggett, we are compressing the Democratic map. But I think it's no longer sustainable. Yeah. That's a good man who has served nobly in a variety of positions, uh, including in the House of Delegates. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. I, I hate that. I hate see that. Yeah, I want to go back to my home district, if that's okay with you, Lynn, at 15, and uh, okay. check in on... Uh, Who's going to replace Aruna Miller? Because okay. it looks like the two incumbents are doing really well. Uh, 